Odd Father Podcast with Chris Matthews and Pete Court. Hi, this guy here is Chris. He used to be a research scientist in the field of molecular biology until, he reckons, God told him he wanted him to look after a suburban church. And this is Pete, who used to be in commercial media until he became a novelist and started teaching people how to be highly creative. One thing we have in common, we've both met God. Yep, and we love people, but we really love God and we love being his children. But we both find being God's kids can be baffling. So... That's why we got together, not to find the answers, but to try and find the right questions. So, Pete, here we are again, once more in the podcast office. All right. It's the middle of winter, and I know that there's nothing you like better than a good fire. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I missed that. We used to have a fire, and now it's all... You know, stuck up on the wall. Boring. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I just yeah. wanted to ask you whether you, yep. you thought that books were suitable, suitable fuel for <laughs> such a fire. Um, yeah. Actually, interesting, interesting. Um, should, we, should we be burning books? No. Um, and I, I really, I really, no. I, I teach literature. I've I studied this for years. I'm a writer. I work with writers. I love writing. And I love reading books. I even have found that I don't mind the existence of rubbish books. I I can put up with them. Wow. Um, and and that because I don't go to Amazon, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> hey. Oh, sorry, you you get all your books from Amazon. Yeah. I'm, what I mean, yeah. Anyway, there's a whole there's a yes. whole discussion over over the the self publishing and and um, books yes. that I mean you can put a you can write a book in in an hour and have it up on Amazon. And there are people who actually make quite good money by doing that, by just having the right algorithm set for their words that they have in their book and in their title and they send it and people spend 99 cents and they buy it and they never read it. But you sell it. And if you do that, if, you know, a million people spend 99 cents on your piece of rubbish. So there's a lot of rubbish out there that should be. There is. If we can find a digital fireplace, I might be happy to sling a few of them on there. Yes. Well, I have, unfortunately. I have. You've read some of them? I've read some of the 99 cent ones. Yeah. Halfway through, sort of thought, good grief, I could do better than this in word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. But the church has a history Mm -hmm. of encouraging its members Mm -hmm. to actually either ban or burn certain pieces of literature that uh, some of which haven't even disagreed. With uh, church theology. Wow. Okay. Yeah, my kids went to a school that was like that, and they came, my kids were told that they should not be reading Harry Potter. And I said, well, you shouldn't then at school. You wait till you get home, and we'll all read it together. And, we, and I know so many parents, so many, and parents who are really very Christian parents who've done the same thing. Let me read it first, and then I'll let you read it. You know, as opposed to this is a bad thing, don't go near it. Yes. And I think there's there's a real problem with what we do to children's education in that regard. Yeah, and I, I, but I think that's probably a, a smaller subset. Okay. I mean, as adult, I mean, for instance, I think the greatest sort of act of heresy which upset the church was the fact that Martin Luther yeah. stuck his questions up on the door yeah. of the church in Wittenberg or wherever it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and created a whole new offshoot of, yeah. of the Christian faith yeah. because of it. And the Catholic Church is still angry about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this, and yet, you know, the faith that we have uh, at the moment it, it in needed most that. of the world wouldn't, 
exist yeah. if it wasn't for that. For those of you who haven't had a listen to the one about uncertainty and how important that is to faith, then it's really important. Go have a listen to that because that's what Martin Luther was playing into. The certainty of the Catholic Church needed to be questioned and he questioned it. And he he deliberately set out to stick it up the Catholic Church, though, didn't he? And that was what he did. And that was his whole aim. So not surprising that this massive, politically powerful organisation got a little snotty at him. Yeah. And got their nose out of joint. And I'm sure we've seen that happen in other cases as well. And in small places where people have written things about their local church and it's, you know, got noses out of joint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's a classic example. Of course, that, that, uh, historically speaking, that's around at the same time as the printing press was coming into its own so that not only could this thing be nailed to the door, it could be handed out to people all over yes. the place. So it's spread like fire. Um, and that's the good thing about a book is an idea can spread like fire. Yeah. So I guess that, that begs the question, are ideas mm. dangerous to our faith? That's a good question, isn't it? I mean, well, I know that's a big question. No, no. Well, I think it's it's really important because without ideas, we don't have a faith. Yes. I mean, our idea, our ideas, important to our faith. Hell yeah! <laughs> to put it bluntly, we need ideas to test our faith, to push the things, to to push against us, to exercise our understanding. Without ideas, we won't know what we believe, mm. and without people writing books that question those things, I think is is problematic. And not just our faith. I think this is. The books that get banned are not not anymore are no longer about um, questioning, you know, was the Pope right or is there fallibility in the papal, you know, message. Yep. They're about things like what is sexuality? What are our children allowed to do? What is good parenting? Those are the things that are getting banned. Yes. And those ideas are scary. I mean, I'm a parent. You're a parent. You've got grandkids who are growing up into this world where children are being told they can do anything and be anything in primary school or in kindy. Um, you know, rainbow kindy day. It's, it's really scary. Do you want to get rid of those ideas? That's... I, I, not, well, pardon me. Mark, yes, I do want to get rid of them. Should I get rid of them? No, because had, I believe that... And, you know, this is great for debate i guess but <laughs> critical thinking requires information if you yeah. ban certain amounts of the information you operate with one eye yeah yeah you're half yeah. blinded mm-hmm. now you know i, I appreciate and, and this happened i think with the harry potter phenomenon because mm-hmm. i was caught up in this and uh, uh, when it first came out mm-hmm. i was asked my opinion and you bought a broomstick didn't you um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, several, but... Um, <laughs> Got to keep um, the garden clean somehow. Mainly, I, my, I, I gained the nickname of the Golden Snitch. Um, <laughs> okay. So, to, to, but I didn't know anything about Harry Potter, so right. I did the, the, right. the usual thing. I read the whole series mm-hmm. to make a determination on whether... And it, it's interesting, if the only book that your child picked up was the Harry Potter series, mm. and they based their life about their experiences of reading it, I would say that it was potentially harmful. But if your child reads as much as they can in all areas that they can, Harry Potter is a wonderful addition to a... A global a, a, a knowledge. Glo- a global knowledge and yeah. introduction to literature. Yeah. And I, I couldn't uh, <clears throat> say that it was of any harm yeah. whatsoever. I think there's a really nice argument too that Harry Potter is a brilliant um, exploration of a human being with extraordinary power 
giving up their life to serve others. Yeah. And I think, ooh, there's actually a book written called Finding Christ in Harry Potter, and it points to all of these things that... Not because J.K. Rowling necessarily wrote a, a parallel like C.S. Lewis did with Narnia, but the fact that you cannot tell a good story without the story of the gospel finding its way in there because that's just the that's power really, of human understanding. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I yeah. think you're right. That, that it's, it, you cannot escape from the gospel message no matter how hard you try. Yeah, and the, the, another one that does this is um, Philip Pullman's The Golden Compass Stories. Yeah. Which he is actually, he says, I'm an atheist and I don't mm. believe God. God is an absolute joke. And yet you go through his stories and there is this constant reminder that you have to sacrifice to find truth and that to give things for others is more important than for you. You know, all of these yeah. things that are intimately tied to this gospel truth. Yes. So burning a book, I think, is, I think we burn books with fear. Yes. And we all know that's fear and faith. Can't exist in the same thing. But it's interesting because uh, I've got a list of books that have been banned, uh, probably not burned. Was this here. from your personal bookshelf? Uh, I've, well, I've read most of these. Oh, really? Okay. Um, 1984, George Orwell was yes. banned. Yes. Now, yes. I don't find that surprising at all because I suspect that several <laughs> governments have still got it banned because they're afraid that it would showcase yeah. their, uh, yeah. their behavior. Lord of the Flies, mm-hmm. uh, wow. To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh wow! Okay. It's banned. Wow. Um, yeah. and was that that was for racial things? Was it? Was it because it's because um, that was a really that was one of those books that really picked up on the racial divide and and yeah really threw it into stark question, wasn't it? And the so. fact that that was told through the eyes of a child too. Yeah. Created yeah. a lot of yeah. And one of the latest ones I read was that that Canada banned the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> Oh, really? uh, which is a really harmful book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything with the words don't panic on it has got to be detrimental to humanity. The cynical side of me wants to say, well, they probably just didn't get it. <laughs> well, The yeah. interesting thing, though, in this argument, in this whole this conversation, is that 1984, and they, they talk about um, Big Brother, you know, mm. this is like Big Brothers doing this, Big Brothers doing that. The whole point that people miss about 1984 was that Big Brother was actually instituting a newspeak and Newspeak was this process by which the government was removing words and language from culture so that people could not rebel. Their understanding was that if you could, have, if you could no longer have the words to start a rebellion or to be angry or dissenting, then you could not dissent. Mm. And it's really, really powerful. And Big Brother was the voice, was the eyes watching and listening to make sure that you did not use these prescribed words, that you only used this new language. Yes. And the whole idea of burning books because they disagree with what you say is exactly that. It's 1984. It's trying to cut down out, like you say, looking at the world through one eye Mm. and looking at the world only the way you already know it to be. And I think, yeah, the whole book burning thing is because we're afraid Mm. that we might see something that we don't want to see. Yeah. And aren't you glad that the, the 1984 could just never happen? That, you know, people would never censor words from our language and get us to try and stop using certain words. And language would never become so simple that it would be useless. Lol. Yes, next question. Well, before we burn anything, um, I do have one last thing that I want to throw at you. I know you read widely, you read a lot. Um, I teach writing and I teach 
people who are Christians to write, the thing that constantly comes up in class and that I constantly bring up is I don't train Christian writers. I teach writers who are Christians. Can you tell from reading a book the difference between a Christian writer and a writer who is a Christian? Yes, I can. How? <laughs> it's the in- see. It's it's interesting. I I I read hundred thousands of books. Yep. Reading is my television. Right. Um, I would rather read than watch television. Mm. Um, this possibly stems from the fact that I had two parents, both of whom were librarians. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it also may stem from the fact that television at the moment is horrendous. But carry on. Doesn't help. Yeah. Um, whereas, and I am in awe of people like you who are creative, could write books. I'm, I'm a consumer. <laughs> and I've often thought about the fact that I would like to write one, mm. but I don't think I, I've, I've got what it takes to actually do that. But in the consumption of all the books that mm. I read, and I don't think it, it matters whether they're Christian books, science fiction, thrillers, or whatever. All of which can also be Christian, by the way. If yeah. Just, sorry, just um, clarify that. It's, you can tell when somebody's been inspired. When people are inspired to write, and of course there are a lot of people who are not inspired by God. Okay, yeah, uh, all right. They may be, but they don't. They will not admit to that, or they right. don't feel that that was where their inspiration came from. Right. And but a passion and a, an inspiration brings life to a book. Right. That um, yes, otherwise will leave I, it flat. Yeah. Um, and Christians will fall into that same trap as much as atheists. They can be. I think the the secret is that if if you are somebody who is um, connected to God, mm. and you're inspired to write, mm. I don't think you can help writing something which has um, overtones of God's character. Okay, I think. All right, let, all right. But I'm, I think I'm we actually that as a consumer. I don't know. No, 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 I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I reckon there's a couple of things, and this is. Couple things to pick up. We already said that, like Harry Potter, has God messages in it. Hmm. Just because God is in the universe and you write about the universe, God's going to be in there. You can't avoid it. So I think that's what you're touching there. I think that's what you're seeing there. I think what I what I hate, in a lovingly compassionate way, is people who write worthy, and they they have to make it say God. You know, as opposed to I think what you're talking about, when somebody is inspired and passionate, God's in that no matter what. And you yeah. don't have to put faith, you don't have to put passion, you don't have to put that in it. You just write what you love writing and it will be there. Yeah. And I think that's the same. We, we, let Just speak, just be you yeah. and let you be God. Otherwise, it becomes like what I do it's preaching. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I honestly, I think there are some of those books that I could burn. <laughs> no, no, that's that's not fair. Uh, hold him back. That's hold not, him back. That's not fair. No, I, I, and this, I think this is a really tricky one because we're both very passionate about reading and writing. Yeah, and people who burn books are very passionate about something else, and yeah. I'm not sure what. Because it's different. I mean, if you burned a book because you didn't like it, hmm. that's different from burning a book to make sure nobody else ever reads it. Yeah, um, because it's. Yeah, it's it's this whole idea of forbidden knowledge. Yeah. Speaking of 
Forbidden Knowledge and, mm. and great books about uh, the Christian faith. Mm. Um, Name of the Rose, Umberto Eco. Yeah. I think I've mentioned yeah, yeah. it before. Yeah, yep. is a great story about um, monks in a monastery, basically, who have a, a library which has a section full of forbidden books. Mm. I mean, it's a bit like people who have their books on their shelves labelled books I have read, books I'm going to read, books I'm never going to read. <laughs> <laughs> sort of why yeah. do you have books that nobody's allowed to read yeah, in your yeah. library? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great um, story about yeah. the whole mentality behind forbidding people to read things or forbidding people to access information. And you know where that's mirrored? In Harry Potter, where they have a whole section in the library of forbidden books mm. that you're not allowed to go to. It's interesting. But they don't burn them. No. Yeah. Um, perhaps we should speak to J.K. Should, should we have books that are forbidden that we don't read? I don't. I mean, forbidding is is. I mean, my parents were very clever. Um, when we got books at home, and my, and because my mother was the librarian at our local high school, mm. all the school books came through our house, and they were stuck in piles on the floor. And my parents would divide them into a pile of books that they think I would like to read, mm. and the rest of the books which they said you probably won't like those, don't read them. Right. Right. And so, of course. I read them. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that was exactly as my parents intended, um, because they knew that if I, if I, if they'd said, "Yeah, you you must read this," and you, I'd have ignored it. But they yeah. said, "No, it's no, interesting, isn't don't it? read those. You well, won't we like them." We want to. And I think that's the danger of banning yeah. books. I'd love to know what other people think. Should books be banned? If there is a book that should be banned, we'd like to hear from you. Yes. Yeah. So you've got our email. It's podcast at theoddfather.net or any of the socials, the Oddfather Podcast. Check them out. We'd love to hear from you. If there's any books you'd like to ban, I'd love to read them. So, what do you reckon? We'd love to hear what your questions might be and what sort of answers you came up with. So you can email us, podcast at theoddfather.net or you can jump onto the web, theoddfather.net and check all the socials there and we'll talk to you then. Thanks for your time and keep asking those questions.